Welcome to the How to Be Happy with Yourself podcast. I'm your life coach, Becky Smith. I'm here to teach you tools, tips, and strategies to increase your self-confidence, quiet your inner critic, and become your own best friend. Because life is better when you're truly happy with yourself. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the podcast. I feel like I have so much to tell you, so much that has been going on. Over the past year, almost, starting in January, I have been working on a coach certification. It is called Creation Coach. It is a life coaching certification, but it is so much more than that because it also includes meditation and moving your body and nourishing your body. It also includes doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I feel that it is an all-encompassing program and it is led by someone I admire, someone who is my mentor. That is Brooke Snow. I have had her on my podcast before. I really enjoy her podcast and I really love what she teaches. She believes in personal development and in self-help and in its ability to create transformation and to change a person but she also understands that when you marry that with the gospel or the doctrine then transformation happens so much faster deeper more lasting and so I have really loved this program First and foremost, this program has been about transforming me. Coaches are most effective when they have first transformed, when they are living the habits, when they are walking the walk instead of just talking the talk. So we had certain criteria that we had to meet and that's probably one of the reasons why I haven't brought it up before because I wanted to make sure (laughs) that I met all the criteria and became certified before I really talked about it but we had to meet certain requirements one of those requirements was we had to pick a big fitness goal that we were going to do. She gave us a lot of leeway in what that goal was gonna be. Some people ran marathons, some people hiked the Grand Canyon, some people hiked the Tetons, some people rode their bike every day. Now, my big goal, you may not be surprised, had to do with yoga and certain poses that I wasn't able to do before, but I have spent this time strengthening my body and working really hard on that goal to be able to get into those poses. And those poses were crow pose, which has always been really hard for me because upper body strength and core strength are not the parts of me that are the strongest. So I have been working on that. And then the other one was to be able to do the splits. And I'm happy to say 
that I was able to do both of those. Now, the crow pose, I cannot hold very long, <laughs> but that also is a really good point in this program is that it's about progress and not about perfection. So I can hold the pose and I can still keep working on holding it longer and getting better at that. I can do the splits, but only on one side, only on the right side. These requirements were called fundamentals. There were seven of them that we needed to meet. I already explained the big fitness goal. There was also one called eat. We were required to do with that. We learned about nutrition and putting good foods in our body and like all of that kind of thing, but we were just required to not drink any sugar. It was very merciful in that we could still eat sugar, but we couldn't drink it. So that was one of the requirements. And then move was another requirement. We needed to move at least 6,000 steps a day. That number was picked for a very particular reason because, and I mentioned on this podcast before, that I'm not going to give you the exact number, but it's like 5,476 steps, anything below that, and you're more susceptible to depression. The next fundamental was your sleep. You needed to track your sleep nightly. The next one was presence, which means you need to unplug from all screens and entertainment for one hour a day, a.m. and p.m. The next one was meditation. You need to meditate at least 10 minutes a day, morning and night. And then the next one was journal. So we had lessons every week and there were questions that we were asked in those lessons and we needed to journal write those. There was also a goal about joy. We needed to do something that we were doing just because it brought us joy and just because it was fun for us. You probably won't be surprised by what I chose on this one also is I chose to go to fitness classes just for me. I had been telling myself that I didn't have time to do that that teaching classes was enough, but I realized that I just enjoy taking other people's classes. I have a Zumba teacher that I really love. I have another yoga teacher. I have several yoga teachers that I love, but I found a yoga teacher that I just really love. That just brings me joy. It's something that I like to do for myself. So that is something that I did with that. When I looked at those requirements at the beginning of the year, they seemed kind of daunting to be able to do all of that and some of harder for me than others <laughs> for sure the one that was the hardest for me believe it or not was the present unplugging from screens and technology an hour after I wake up and an hour before I go to bed that was surprisingly really hard for me. But I'm super proud of myself for doing it. And I want to continue doing this, this program, because it's not just about the program. It is about changing me as a person, changing into these habits that are going to 
benefit. So those were some of the requirements that we had to meet. But all along the way, we're learning such amazing principles and amazing things that you are going to hear from here on out. I'm going to teach you what I learned and how to apply it to your life. So stay tuned for more understanding and more knowledge in that department. So the reason I'm telling you all about this is because part of this program that I was in or this certification that I was in included a graduation. So I got to go up to Utah and spend a whole day with Brooke Snow and I think 80 other women that graduated at the same time I did. And she taught us. I learned so much and felt expanded from the experience. Of course, when you learn something, the best way to remember it and retain it is to teach it to someone else, right? So you are my someone else. So listen up. We are going to talk about how to change your reality. Now I want to give Brooke complete credit. I am going to be teaching you what I learned from her. So these are my observations and what I took in from what I learned from Brooke Snow at the Creation Coach School graduation. Now, she first talked about our realities, right? The way we see the world. Changing that reality is actually kind of the goal of coaching, right? Changing how you perceive something. She talked about how often in life coaching, there can be a tendency to try to get people to just change their thoughts to try to get people to change the story that they're telling themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. That is very helpful. And that will help bring transformation and change people's reality. But there is an order into how that should be done. And often we want to skip over that. We want to bypass certain steps and try to just feel better. And I am 100% guilty of this, especially after becoming a coach, because I can beat myself up and say, oh, I know the tools. I know how to feel better. I shouldn't be feeling like this. I could just change my thought. But it was reminded and brought up to me again that when we skip to that, it isn't as helpful as you would think it would be and often is met with our own resistance or the people we're trying to help their resistance. So she brought up a term that isn't her term. She gave credit for it, so I will too. It's by John Wellwood, who is a Buddhist teacher and a psychotherapist. And he talked about a term called spiritual bypass or spiritual bypassing. And it is a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid 
facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. So, in other words, we do what I just described, right? We try to jump to feeling better, whether that's using things we've learned in the church, like just serve people and you'll feel better. Just read your scriptures and pray and you'll feel better. Or just change your thought. Do a thought download. Change your model. You will feel better. But we are skipping a step. And in our reality, we are skipping a land. And Brooke taught us about the land of observation. Now, the land of observation has two parts. And that is number one, awareness. Another word for awareness is mindfulness. Now, we've all heard this, right? Don't tune out yet. We got to watch for what we're being aware of. And that's being aware of how we are feeling. When we try to jump to changing thoughts or jumping to our A-line or an action line to try to feel better, we are bypassing our feelings. So we need to be aware of how we are feeling And then number two is we need to accept it or in other words, have self-compassion for the way we are feeling. What does that look like, Becky? What are you talking about? Well, that would be saying something like, I am feeling angry. I am feeling mad. I am feeling upset. I am feeling embarrassed, right? You name the feelings and you own them. Often in our culture, we want to label feelings as good or bad. And then we don't allow ourselves to feel them. But we still are feeling them. We just kind of push them down and avoid them and distract ourselves from them, but they're still there. And so we need to name them, to claim them, to own them. So first thing is I am feeling. That's the awareness. The second was the acceptance or self-compassion. And that starts with words like, it's okay that I feel then name the emotions again. Angry, sad, mad, frustrated, embarrassed. It's okay that I feel that way. Now, it's so important to do this because it neutralizes the feeling. That is really important because if those feelings haven't been addressed, then it is super hard to change your thought or to transform or to do service or any of the things that we try to do. Now, where this kind of really hit me was in thinking about the way that I interact with my kids often. They will tell me something that happened at school or something that's going on in their life. 
And I immediately want to help them feel better. I want to help them change their story. And I'll give myself credit. I am a coach. Sometimes I am good at trying to reflect back their feelings, trying to understand where they're coming from. But the way this was taught to me just brought it home so much more that I need to go to the land of observation and say, tell me how that feels and have them name the emotion because that is powerful for them too, to understand what's going on for them. And then say, it's okay that you feel like that. So no matter what it is, somebody called me a bad name at school or somebody pushed me down or I don't know. And our first thing is to be like, oh, well, you're okay. Or maybe they were having a bad day or explaining it away. Another thing that Brooke brought up is that this happens oftentimes when people are going through the mourning process and we want to say really nice, wonderful sounding things to them like, person is in a better place. You know you will see them again. Things happen for a reason. Insert whatever, right? And those are bad things to say. And they can be very compassionate. But often, we say them at the wrong time. We say them before people have gone through the land of observation or before they have been able to mourn. Now, in our church, we have heard the term that we mourn with those that mourn and we comfort those that stand in need of comfort. But we get these out of order sometimes. There is an order to this. Mourning with someone is that land of observation. Asking them how they feel and then letting them know it's okay that they feel that way. Then comforting is then maybe offering them some of those new and maybe giving them space to change their current reality by the way they're viewing it. But we get those out of order so often. I just really appreciated that she pointed that out, that the order really does matter. So then what, Becky? Well, after you visited the land of observation, after you have asked those questions, after you have mourned with them, then we can go on to comforting. And But even before that comforting, let's check in with the fundamentals. Let's check in with the things that I told you about that I have been working on, like Are you eating good food? Are you sleeping? Are you moving your body? Are you meditating? Are you praying? Do you have a practice of gratitude? When we have a baseline of some of these fundamentals of self-care, where we are taking care of our bodies, our minds, our spirit, then we can start going 
to the comfort. We can start going to questioning thought, to doing thought download, to working on the law of creation, which is another thing that I have learned in this certification that I will be talking about a lot more but it is basically the understanding that we are the creators of our lives, that through the way we see things, the way we say things, how we feel about them, what we do, all create who we become. It's very similar to the model that I've talked before, but it does have some nuances and things that are different again because it is brought through the lens and the perspective of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. So thank you for listening to what I have learned. As a recap, remember, if you want to change your reality, or change the way you currently see your life and your situation, you first need to visit the land of observation. Ask yourself, I am feeling, and it's okay that I feel. Mourn with those that mourn, check the fundamentals, and then comfort. This week, look for how you can apply this. I promise, if you look, you will see it everywhere. You can apply this with your kids, with your husband, with yourself, with your ward members. You can apply it. It has so much application. And I would love to hear how this goes for you. I would love to know if you want to learn more about this. If you want to learn more about how you could transform how you can become a new version of yourself. And I'd love to talk to you about it. So sign up on in the show notes for a free chat. Well, we will just talk about where you are at and where you want to be. Or you could send me a DM, Becky Smith Coaching on Instagram, or send me a email at becky at beckysmithcoaching.com. Once again, my friends, thank you so much for listening and bye for now. If you have ever felt like you know what you should be doing to be happy with yourself, but you can't seem to get yourself to do it, then I'm the life coach for you. Click on my calendar in the show notes to sign up for a free life coaching session personalized and tailored to help you get unstuck and be happy with yourself.